Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. And with me today is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Heather. We have a fun topic today. We do. All right, all our listeners out there, when was the last time you really played? Mm. Think about it. Was it with your kids or your dog? Were you alone? What did you do? How did it make you feel? Play tends to be deemed acceptable when we do it with children. Yes. <laughs> but it's seen as wasting time when we do it without them as adults. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to be discussing the importance of play Yay! for adults. What is it about play that makes it so beneficial to our health? And how can we make more time for it? Definitely. And what are some ideas for how to do it in case you've forgotten? Yes. So let's start with something very basic, and that is, what is play? So it's important to remember that play is something that's imaginative, self-directed, intrinsically motivated, and guided by rules that leave room for creativity. So kind of like, the rules are, there ain't no rules. Ooh. I stole that from Greece. Oh, that's true. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I know, I should have recognized that right away. (laughs) Second thing to remember is play is an action that you do that brings a significant amount of joy without offering a specific result. Play has no specific result. So it's like it's the difference between going for a bike ride because you're like, hey, I want to go for a bike ride because it's nice outside. Yeah. Let's just do this versus I need to lose 10 pounds, so I better get out there on my bike and go for a bike ride. Okay, that makes sense. And then the last thing to remember is that the opposite of play is not work. Mm. You know, it sounds like it would be, but it's not. The opposite of play is depression. Mm. Because play is supposed to bring you joy. It's supposed to fill you with happiness and peace and ease stress. And the opposite of that is being sad and joyless and depressed. Okay. Well, let's go over next the benefits of play. Yes. So the first one is it helps us live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Play is a great way for adults to experience what's called flow, which is an optimal psychological state that occurs when our skills and the difficulty of the task at hand match. It doesn't happen when things are too easy or too difficult. Right. Finding that nice little middle ground. Yeah, that nice niche. Yeah. It also helps us stop overthinking, which I definitely need to do most Mm, of the time. Yeah. So, you know, getting into the zone while playing is a great trick to stop worrying and then just simply enjoy what you're doing. I think we've all been there, especially when playing with little kids, where the vanity just goes out the window and you're just having a good time. Yeah. And that's such a nice place to be in. Yeah. You can kind of <laughs> lose yourself in the moment, right? For sure. Yeah. Okay, another benefit of play, this is a really important one too, especially yes. nowadays, it gets us to de-stress. Yes. And we've talked about stress before mm-hmm. in previous episodes. Studies have shown that laughter, often a side effect of play and playfulness, helps to reduce stress hormones and lower inflammation, as well as blood pressure, which can improve vascular health. It also boosts endorphins, which can improve mood. Yes, so it helps your heart 
and your mood. Yes. And it gives your brain a boost. Mm -hmm. So playing things like organized games or board games or doing other activities like puzzles or, you know, crossword puzzles or Sudoku, those kind of number games help lower your risk of dementia and boost your memory, which is Mm. nice. Yes. And... Playing may also help us get in shape. Right. Many types of play get your body moving, which is essential for both your muscular as well as your cardiovascular health. Yes. And a lot of those types of play, like sports and, you know, games and things Mm -hmm. like that, can introduce us to new people. Yeah. You know, play helps you connect or reconnect with other people who share your interests. And it can also help you to forge friendships that sometimes can be hard to come by as you, you know, get further into adulthood where you're not meeting quite as many people anymore. Yeah. And the last and maybe one of the most important benefits of play, you can have fun. Yeah, right? (laughs) I think that's the most important thing to remember. That's the whole point of playing. Who doesn't want more fun in their life? Right? Yeah. So, do you know your play type, Heather? I don't think I do. Okay. I didn't even know there were play types. I know, right? So, <laughs> so I guess, sense. no, I don't know my play type. <laughs> well, a study in the journal Personality and Individual Differences identified four categories of playful personality traits, and they're other-directed, lighthearted, intellectual, and whimsical. And the good news is you can fit into more than one category, okay. as I'm sure most people do. So the first one, which is pretty self-explanatory, is other-directed, and this trait means you like to play with other people. Okay. So I, I think I'm that one. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. want to like play games with other people yeah. or whatever. The next category, lighthearted. This generally means you don't take life too seriously and you like to improvise. Yes. I think this is my house. Yeah, this is your wheelhouse for sure. Me and my husband do a lot of silly stuff. You know, like we make up songs about the dog. We yeah. Make, you know, our, our dog has several theme songs. and Theme songs? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our dog has lots of nicknames, but I don't think we have theme songs. He has that too. But yeah, he has, um, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But okay. yeah, he does. And we do a lot of, you know, we like take songs and switch the words around. Sure. And stuff. Oh, I do a we, little bit We of fancy that. ourselves like a little Ooh. weird owl. Like, you know, yeah. It's, it's I used the to joy. Do sublim- I used to do lip syncing to Weird Al. Did you? <laughs> Talent contest, yeah. Which song? Um, got a boogie on my finger and I can't shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just because that one's gross, the whole audience would be like, <laughs> Okay, learning something new every day about Heather. (laughs) Okay, I was 13, okay? Wow, okay, I thought you were going to say I was 9, but 13, okay. (laughs) Oh, shoot, I thought that made it sound good. (laughs) It's probably my intellectual side, I guess. That's the third trait, and the intellectual type has to do with thoughts and ideas, so things like wordplay and problem solving, mm-hmm. those are your type of ideas. Okay. A little quieter, a little okay. more cerebral. I think I have a little bit of this in me. I think somewhat. I do from time to time, but that's to me that's not fun. Okay. I wouldn't classify that necessarily as fun, I okay. guess. Or playing, I don't know. It can be, I think, depending on I'm what sure you're playing. I'm sure it can be. Yeah. Anything can be. Right. And then the last category is whimsical. And this means you like doing odd or unusual things in everyday life. 
I personally don't think I'm very whimsical. I bet but your kids do. Oh, yeah, I bet my kids. My kids think <laughs> I'm very odd, you know, because <laughs> I'll be, like, the first person out on, like, the dance floor at, like, a wedding, you know, yeah. so something like that. Or I sing when I'm at the grocery store if there's a good song on oh, or something. But you're I don't that know. whimsical. But I don't know if I count. I don't sing super loud, but I might just be singing, like, you know, to myself or something. But I don't think that's whimsical. I don't, no, I don't think that. I think that's children being embarrassed. Maybe. I mean, I dressed up when I went to Disney. You know what I mean? I that's the, whimsical. Oh, okay. So I, I would a little consider bit that because I did that too. Yeah. And I, there is a thing we should mention because you, you can't dress up as an adult as a character per yeah. se. But there's a thing called Disney bounding yep. where you kind yep. of dress in the... In the theme of the yes. character. And so... I like to do that every day when I'm there. And yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of a fun way to get into things. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would think it's weird and silly. But and so many adults do it at Disney. So. Exactly. And yeah. that's one of those places where I think you're supposed to feel a little bit yeah. like a kid right. and play. Right. Okay, so. I got a little bit of that one in me too. There you go. I feel like I have a little bit of each. Definitely more dominant in maybe one. But yeah. Yeah. I would like to think I'm whimsical, but I think I'm just too, <laughs> I'm too structured to really go like out of my way to do something odd in my day. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm that person, okay. but who knows? Okay. Well, how about next we talk about how to fit more play into our lives? More is... play. More play. <laughs> since it is so good for us. So one of the ways to do that is to learn to embrace your inner critic. Your inner critic is a voice inside that really buffers yourself from failure. Mm -hmm. I mean, failure feels bad. So our inner critic discourages us from doing things that feel silly, uncomfortable, or risky. Mm -hmm. One way to do this is to write down all of the negative things you tend to tell yourself and then really look at it and ask yourself, is any of this actually true or am I just trying to protect myself? Right. And if you have a hard time coming up with things, just find yourself a teenage girl and <laughs> they will tell you everything that's wrong with you. Oh, totally. <laughs> you don't even have to ask them. Oh, yeah. They'll just, they'll just offer it to you <laughs> whether you ask or not. So another thing to do is look back and remember your childhood. You know, we always talk about how novelty can be fun and is so good for you. Like, that's one of the reasons why vacations are good for people to help you de-stress because it gets you out of your zone, your comfort zone, puts you in a new space, gives you opportunity to try new things. But play lets you tap into those feelings without going somewhere new mm -hmm. or buying something new. It's okay. just, you know, you can get into those resources. So you have to think about the things you did for fun when you were a kid because you probably didn't grow out of them as much as you think you did. Mm -hmm. Can you come up with a grown-up version? And if you can't come up with a grown-up version or even if you can, what about just trying the version you did as a kid? Yeah. You know, climb a tree play kickball, swing on a swing set. I cannot swing on a swing set anymore because it makes me <laughs> nauseous. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of things you can do that you probably enjoyed doing right. as a kid. Oh, yeah. We used to make up just a bunch of different games with a ball, almost like a kickball. Yeah. We come up with our own versions and rules. And... You just reminded me of that, hmm. the Goldberg show where they play ball ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't do ball ball, but... <laughs> All right, another way to fit more play into our lives, and this is important, 
don't share what you're doing on social media. What? <laughs> I know it didn't happen. I know people like to share so many things they do, but this can help you focus on the pure joy of doing something fun for yourself. Mm-hmm. We are often concerned about doing things and recording the ones that get us likes rather than the silly or frivolous things that we enjoy but worry others might criticize. Yeah, we don't want post pictures of ourselves singing on our karaoke microphone when our husband just comes (laughs) home unexpectedly when you're in the middle of a really banging solo on Whitney Houston's Where Did Broken Hearts Go? Wow. I'm speaking for a friend, not for myself. Yeah, 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 sure, Bethany. I'm sure he would have loved, I believe he did make a recording of that, and I was like, do not post that online. I know. I'm usually not, I'm not like, I'm a performer by nature, and I normally do not have a problem with that kind of a thing, but when I think I'm home by myself, and I'm not... Maybe trying your best, maybe, at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd want to be prepared if you're going to post that. I'd have to say, like, I'm realistic enough to know that I'm no Whitney Houston. I don't need you to record it and share that with the world. Nobody else is Whitney Houston. I mean, really. This is true. And the last little bit reminder, you know, to fit play into your life, just find the little moments of play in every day. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked about just doing silly things while you're cooking dinner or whatever, but you can also schedule blocks of time during your week for the possibility of random playful activities. Mm -hmm. So I realize it sounds kind of silly, like, oh, yay, I'm planning my spontaneous (laughs) playtime. But, you know, we talk about this a lot with things like exercise or other self-care, where if you're a busy person, if you put that in your calendar, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to actually stick to it than you would be if you're like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go and do some playful things tonight. And then somebody asks you to do something and you forget about it. Yeah. You know? So having that in your calendar, it makes it a little bit easier to say no to the things you really don't want to do in favor of something that you do want to do. Sure, and it can still be kind of spontaneous. You can block out that time, but you don't have to decide what you're going to do do until it's that time, right? Exactly. So do you have some ideas? You have some ideas. Yes, I do have some ideas for play. All right, so first one is maybe do a game night. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, I'm all for that. We do lots of that in our house. My dad was the only other person in my family who liked to play games, and he passed away, unfortunately. So COVID made my husband and I have to, like, figure out if there were games (laughs) that we could play together and have a good time. Right. Because we don't like the same kind of games. Okay. And I'm sure it must be hard with you, with two kids and a husband, and you all have to find something that... Yeah, that all four of us would agree on. Luckily, we mostly like a lot of the same things, Mm -hmm. but in our house, we take turns. So, like, one of the girls... You all have to do it. Yeah, we have to play whatever that other person picks. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So, what was your last pick for a game to play? What was it called? It's like a... It's like a spy game, I think, is what we played. Sometimes it's just card games, but I like that spy game. It's kind of fun, where you get a card and you're a spy... But everybody has to figure out which spy you are. Ooh. And you collect things along the way. It's really kind of a fun game. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. My husband and I decided we like games where it's less about one of us winning. Because mm. <laughs> we're both kind of obnoxious winners. Yeah. And more about like a cooperation okay. type deal. Yeah. So one of the games we found that we really like is Code Words. Mm. I don't know if you've played that Mm-mm. before. 
And it's basically the one we have is just for two people because it's just the two of us, obviously. And you have to try to describe as many words. You get like six that you have to describe Mm -hmm. and then you have to avoid the other person guessing three words. Oh, okay. But you can only use one word to describe and you're trying to get them to pick as many words as possible. And so it just gets kind of ridiculous with some of the clues that we give. And (laughs) we're like, okay, I want to see if you can pick up what I'm putting down here. So, yeah, we really like that one. That one always gives us laughs. How about another idea for play, doing a puzzle? All sorts of different kinds of puzzles out there. Yes, not just jigsaw. Right, because I don't really like jigsaw puzzles. Me either. I'm not that quiet of a person. (laughs) That takes too much concentration. And patience. Yeah. Well, my husband and I discovered Hunt a Killer, Mm. which is like... Yeah, you've told me about that before. Yeah, it's a box set, and it comes every month, and it takes six boxes, so six months to complete... A case. So you have a murder and then you're trying to find, you know, you have to sort through clues and sort through evidence and there's like different codes that you have to work through and, you know, it's all shift ciphers and this kind of thing. Kind of like, I think you've done some escape rooms. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Yeah, Yeah. so I think it's a lot like those kinds of escape room things and then you, at the end, you have to send an email with who you think did it. Oh, that sounds fun, because I've done, like, murder mystery dinners, too. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. And this is immersive like that, too. It's really, it's, we always get really excited when we get a box. Like, oh, the box is here. Yeah, and you can take your time doing it. Yes. It's a different thing, because I've gone to escape rooms, and Mm -hmm. you get, like, an hour. Right. And then you feel rushed, and then I can't think when I'm, like, stressed and rushed, so... I kind of like if you could do it at home like that. Yeah. You can really take your time. They do. They do. And they have them for kids, too. Like, that are not as scary. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know? So. (laughs) Okay. That's good to know. All right. How about watching a movie with lots of songs and sing your way through it? I think you and I both do this one. Oh, this one I'm totally down for and do all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Disney movies. Mamma Mia. Grease. Grease Grease (laughs) 2. Which I know, you know, is. People have different opinions about it. it I may, like the music. It may be a subpar plot. Yes. One that makes no sense. However, definitely great music. Great music. Cool yes. writer. That's right. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> awesome. Okay, how about having a water balloon fight? Always fun. Yes, good to do in the summer if it's mm-hmm. warm where you are. Or you could have a picnic. Even if it's just something like we've sometimes gone and just picked up subs from somewhere and you yeah. bring a drink and grab a blanket and just go to a park and sit out and just kind of do people watching and yeah. yeah, improvise from there. Another option could be you could devise a cooking challenge for your family. Ooh, you could find a weird ingredient like I was at Top Chef or whatever mm-hmm. where they have to... And here's, you know, fish eyeballs that you have to include in every single recipe. Ew, okay. But yeah, that might be a fun kind of thing mm-hmm. to do. You could even, like, record it, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or is that violating that other principle? Maybe don't record it. <laughs> well, you could record it, like, home for home views. Yes, there you Not go. Not to put Not out to share. Online. Yeah. Okay. All right, another option. Certainly, you could play video games. Well, there's my husband. Ding. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, my husband and my kids like to do that one. I, I only like some of them, so that one I'm not as big into. But. I haven't played, like, I haven't sat down and played a video game probably since, you know, Pitfall and Pole Position and all of Pole that. Position. Remember Pole Position? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved Pole Position. <laughs> I do too. 
All right, and the last uh, one I'm going to share, and this is one I do in my house a lot, but have a dance party. Oh, yeah. We sometimes even do competitions with that. So See, now gr- that's where you want to bust out the camera. <laughs> well, since I don't have kids to do that kind of thing with, I do have a dog. You can play a game of fetch or tug or chase, you know, whatever your dog likes to do. Have him kind of direct the playtime. My little guy is 15. He's wobbly. He's slow. But man, does he like being chased every once in a while. Mm. You could roll down a grassy hill. Yeah. Heather yeah. Heather is not a fan. <laughs> it sounds dirty. <laughs> she doesn't like dirt. She doesn't like bees. I I'm personally, a, hey, I'm allergic to bees. I'm afraid I'd roll on a bee or something. I know. That's it's, a weird okay, thing fine. to be afraid of. I'd be afraid of smacking my head on a well, rock. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> That'd be my luck. Hey, I did it as a kid. I would totally do that. What about spinning around really fast and then laying on the ground and, like, watching this guy? Sure. I'd do that one. Because I used to do that as a kid. That was always <laughs> that fun. That one I'll do. If you like something quieter, doing a crossword puzzle, mm-hmm. doing Sudoku, I do not, for the life of me, understand Sudoku. I don't either, but I also haven't taken the time to really, like, learn about it either. I tried, and I I think I need a tutor because mm. it's... Not as simple. So I do, though, like on my phone, I do something called Wordscapes. Mm-hmm. And that one I like because it, it is a crossword puzzle. You're given, like, there's different levels to it, and you're given six letters, and then you have to come up with different words that would fit in the crossword puzzle. Using those letters. Using those letters. And then you can get bonus points if there's words that don't fit in the crossword puzzle. So I have one kind of like that, too, called Whirly Word. Mm-hmm. But instead of a crossword puzzle, like, you get, you have to get to the green dot. And mm-hmm. if you get the ones with six letters, it starts out with three letters and then builds oh, up okay. to like six letters. Okay. If you get a six letter word, you automatically get green lit into the next round. Mm. So here's one thing that I started doing right before quarantine. It was a good quarantine activity and that's trying painting. Ah. So I started doing paint by numbers. Mm. Obviously, if you like free painting, if you like finger painting, there's lots of different things you can do. But my husband got me a canvas that he had made that was from a picture that he took of our dog. So I did this lovely painting that I tell everybody that I just totally did that freehand. (laughs) But you can kind of see the numbers through a little bit. But you know, (laughs) they have a lot of really nice like adult paint by numbers. They, these aren't your kids' oh, okay. paint by numbers. Yeah, that sounds cool. You could have a backyard camp out. I would not do that. I don't like sleeping on the ground. Yeah. But yeah. at least in your backyard, your house is right there. I would sit around the campfire, though, and make s'mores <laughs> and sing songs or tell stories. That That's part fun. sounds fun. And then, but then go I'd go inside. sleep. Then I'd go inside to sleep. Where yeah. the bathroom is yes. right there. Yeah. That's how I would. <laughs> This is something that I used to do as a kid in my neighborhood, and we used to have so much fun, and it's play flashlight tag in your backyard. Or if you're lucky enough, you can get the whole neighborhood to play. Mm. So when I was a kid, our block had, like, all the houses were on the outside, and then all the yards were, like, in the middle, and there was no fences. Nice. So it was, like, one big backyard. Nice. And all of us neighborhood kids, and there were quite a few of us, would all dress like we were going to burglarize the neighborhood. We were, like, had to toe black. (laughs) So you could hide easier. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, you could just hide in the shadows. And one time I hid under our neighbor's deck. They had a really low deck. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, shimmied myself underneath there. And nobody found me. I remember my brother was it. He kept shining that flashlight. He did not (laughs) see me at all. It was 
awesome. Oh, very fun. And the last one, I think this is something you've been with your hubby for quite a while. Yeah, 22 years. Okay, and I've been with mine for almost 10. Flirt with your significant other. Yeah, that's right. Bonus points if you do it in front of your kids and they get embarrassed because <laughs> I know that's that's playful for yes, you. Yes, I love doing that. Keep yeah. it keep mm-hmm. it clean if you're in front of your kids. Well, obviously. of course, of course. Well, those are some great ideas for play. Hopefully yeah. it gets, you know, your creative juices flowing, gives you some good ideas. Now, Mr. Rogers once said, play is the work of childhood. But as we all have developed a new appreciation for Mr. Rogers in the last few years, mm-hmm. we need to also develop a new appreciation for play as adults so we can make time for it and just let loose. Yes. Our minds and bodies will be forever grateful. Speaking of grateful, thank you all for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you listen to us so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our YouTube channel and Pinterest page for more heart-healthy content and tell a friend. Yes! Share us! (laughs) As we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye! Bye-bye! Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.